Torn Waye. Here's a shot. Henderson made a wild stab for fell. Here's another shot. Right by the door. Who still gets kills? He's two years old. I know Foster Hewitt, and I know that moment. But uh, boy, what a moment 50 years ago. Someone else who knows a lot more about that moment was there, was on the team. Rod Sealing joins us now. Great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Happy to be here, Graham. Thank you so much for having me. 50 years. 50 years ago. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Do you still, does it still affect you when you hear that call? And that I call? never get tired of hearing it. No, that. no. It's like, <laughs> for my generation too, I'm 52, but the... But the golden goal, like I've watched, rewatched all that video uh, and all the celebrations, and uh, bring us, bring us back there. Um, what what was it like? Uh, first of all, the pressure on Team Canada, and 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 going to Moscow. I mean, it must have been extraordinary. Well, we we were all aware the pressures. I mean, we're in the middle of the Cold War. Most Canadians today don't understand that. They're getting a bit now with Ukraine. But this was big time. We knew that uh, the Soviets were going to use this game to try and show that uh, communism was much better than democracy. So we had that on us. Then, of course, the the way the arrangements were made, uh, you bring together a bunch of all-stars who have no ice in the summertime, no way of knowing. We get to an abbreviated training camp. Back in those days, we played our way into games shape through training camp. We had 20 exhibition games. So, right. And so it's not like today where you, you have to come ship shape ready. Like they don't, you weren't working around, working out around the clock, right. Mm-hmm. Or around the, uh, uh, during the summer. Well, if you recall from today, yeah. NHL training camps open today, they're playing Saturday. That never happened. Even if we wanted to, there was no ice around back in those days anyway. Right. So we were, you take a bunch of all-stars who don't know each other. In fact, they're the enemy. Back those days, um, the other guys in the, that other colored sweater, that was the enemy. You didn't associate with them. They weren't friends. You battled with them sometimes 14 times a, a year in games. Yeah. So we had to come together as a team. We weren't in game shape. We opened up in Montreal, not ready to play, not in game shape. And it really wasn't until we went to Sweden that we got in game condition because we had a mini training camp over there, played two exhibition games against the Swedish national team, and then go to Moscow. Yeah. And, of course, they do everything they can to upset us. They play mind games. They have the, the, an army battalion waiting for us. They ship us off to the back. They Your phones through. were ringing, you were saying? The phones Harassment. were ringing. Uh, everything. They stole our food. The, the officials had made arrangements to bring food in from uh, from Sweden. Most of that disappeared. The food they serviced, the, even for salad, the oil was rancid. I mean, you couldn't, uh, just everything Dirty they could. tricks. Dirty tricks. The way they play. Right. <laughs> All fair and love and war. Yeah. And this, was, this was a war. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, obviously back then, those Canadian players were not shy about about swiping back on the ice, but you, 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 in many ways, I mean, you're at their mercy when you're behind the iron curtain, right? Oh, you are. You've got someone watching you all the time. And so you can't go anywhere without an escort. And, and of course I've, I've said, and to this day, I still believe it's true. Every Canadian should be made to go to Russia once. 
Yeah. They'd come home finding what a great country they have, and we would have a better country. Yeah. It, it, and I often find that people who've traveled abroad, they appreciate Canada more, particularly into countries where um, where there's not as much freedom, basically. We, we are so lucky for yeah. the standard of our living, for our freedoms, for yeah. the things that we have to be thankful for. Um, when he scored, um, what did you know right away how big that was for everyone, for the country? We didn't know what was going on back in Canada. I mean... Because you had been booed. We'd been booed. We were booed off the ice in Vancouver. Phil made that great speech, spoke from the heart. Any one of us on the ice or those not dressed would have said the same thing. We went home for a day or two, got our things together, and went to Sweden. So we didn't know what was going back in Canada. We never knew what was going back. We had a little bit of inkling in the sense that there was a big board outside of our dressing room. You've got to remember, back then, there was no internet or no. things like that. So we were, there were telegrams, and they'd bring a new batch in every day and wishing us luck. And, and so we knew we had a bit of support. But the thing that was really helpful were the 3,000 Canadians that, uh, that joined us and, and were there. They cheered their heart out for us, and, and they were great. The, the one interesting aspect of that is that um, you're too young to remember, but back in those days, there was a gentleman uh, who was a regular at the Montreal Forum, and he played the trumpet, and I hated him because he, the charge, he'd get the Montreal fans going. <laughs> he went to Moscow. He came to Moscow. And he was there. Actually, the Soviets threw him in jail the first night. He he would play the charge, and what they didn't know was he taped it, and so they took him out of the, the arena, and but the, the uh, that charge still kept on going, what the Canadians did, they would pass it around the arena and we're on the ice watching and you, he, the charge would go and you'd see all these, because there's soldiers stationed all around uh, the, the rink, they'd run up to where they thought they heard it and by that time it had been passed around the rink and five <laughs> minutes later to go from the other side and and he stayed in jail till the Canadians went home. Is that right? And yeah. why, because he said some paperwork violation or he was at your, whatever. He looked they, the wrong way. <laughs> they, found, they found a reason. Um, Quickly, uh, quickly on this, on the on the team gelling on the Canadian side. The other thing that younger people will not know is that this Soviet team played together, and they were they were in really good shape, right? Like they, well, they were they were they were in midseason form, and they'd played together for umpteen years. Yeah, I'd played against some of them in the Olympics in 1964, so I, I knew all about them, and, and I, I I never believed there was going to be a pushover because I'd played enough games against them, but what happened is that we came together. I mean, we literally went to war for our country. And the, the players in that team are lifelong friends, no yeah. matter where we are. Even, even when we came back from Moscow, when the season started, when we were skating around pregame warm-up, I would tap one of the guys on the, on the shin pads as they were going by. And I said, what the hell are you doing? He said, he's my friend. I went to war. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, what's on for today? You're going to Parliament Hill. We're I, going I to hear. Parliament Hill. They're the launching of the stamp. Speaking of speaking of war, it'll be a nice moment inside the House of Commons where we all get together and celebrate again, as opposed to going at each other. I, like, hopefully, they will be nice to one another. I'm sure they will. Yeah. They all love Canada. And then we're having dinner with the Governor General. Lovely. Have a nice day. Um, before I let you go, and thanks so much for coming in. Um, where uh, where were you with Sydney's with the Golden Goal and? And can you compare the two, or are they both just excellent in their own? I, I think they stand on their own. It, it's Sydney's goal 
It's a different time. Mm-hmm. Those players play against played against each other all year long. They were just NHL teams transformed for the most part. <clears throat> this is a cold war. It's life and death. Uh, the struggles that we had to put through. It's it, it's I, it's like somebody saying who was a better fighter, Muhammad Ali or Rocky Marciano. I don't think you can compare. I don't think you should try to. But I but I do know, and I, I read an article yesterday in, in our home paper in, in Kitchener-Waterloo, that, and, and going back to your earlier question, one of the things that I'm most proud of, it brought Canadians together. It yeah. made Canadians feel proud, and that is self-satisfying. And it's one thing I hope that people today take out of all this is that we did this for our country. We didn't get paid this. This was because we wanted to represent our country. It was an honor. And we did it for our country. And hopefully as Canadians grow up and, and more learn about this, they will understand there will be a point in time they need to stand up for Canada. Maybe they'll think about us. Yeah. Wonderful to talk to you. My pleasure. I, I, I'm two years old and I get chills. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was two years old and I didn't, uh, you know, well, I, just, that, I know so much about it. That's the amazing thing. We did a, a, a function 15 years ago when we were at the Hall of Fame. Uh, and... It was an awful, awful day, and they kept us inside, and they finally took us outside because they were unveiling a statue there. And it was amazing to see all these younger Canadians there who weren't born at the time of 1972, but they knew everything about the games in the series, and they knew the players. And it was, it's, it's, it's heartfelling to, to think of that. And hopefully people will remember us in that respect that, we're, Canada, we're all Canadians. Thank you, sir. My pleasure.